The Barber Session is officially here. Hosted by Chris Basio, Christian Perez. This podcast is for barbers by barbers. And we're going to be focusing on different topics in the industry, product reviews, interviewing some of the biggest names in the industry. And we're going to be letting you know what it takes to be successful behind the chair. The day-to-day grind of being an entrepreneur is real, even in the barber industry. And we're in one of the greatest industries of all time, ever, one of the oldest ones. And, man, I just love it. All right, so what's up, Chico? How you doing, bro? Everything good, brother. How about yourself? Chilling, chilling, man. Hey, first off, man, we just did the barber session class last week. And Chico showed up, man. I just want to say thank you for showing support, man, showing that barber love. You came through, bro. That surprised the hell out of all of us, I Surprised think. everybody, man. Nah, no doubt, man. I always got to show love, especially to y'all boys, man. Y'all boys been showing love uh, to me since day one in Tampa. You know, I rock with Tampa real heavy, man. That's what's up, man. I remember the first time I, I met you or heard of you, man, was a couple years ago at, at the uh, Exotics Battle here in Tampa, man. You showed up in a party bus limo, man. I mean, that was legit. You set it <laughs> off, boy. <laughs> yeah, but I, it, you know, it was the first time I heard about the, the exotic hair battle, I didn't really know too much about it. You know, I kept, I caught wind of it, and oh, one of my barbers was telling me about it. So I started doing my research, and I said, man, you know, we're going to show up, man. We got to show out, you know what I mean? Because if I was going to go up there and compete, nobody was going to remember me. I'm going to remember myself because I'm going to have that trophy. I'm going to remember that battle. You know, my clients are going to see that trophy, but who's going to remember me from that battle? So I had to do something memorable, man. You definitely stood out. It was definitely memorable, boy. Yeah, but I appreciate it. Listen, Bozzy, you ever heard of Chico's story, man? This guy has an amazing, crazy story, bro. Yeah, he, uh, I sat in, I went to that class that um, him, Jesse, and DL set up at, at Jesse's shop at uh, in Brandon. And I was sitting in the front. Mm. I was sitting in the front. I think, Chico, I think you, you spoke first. And I right off the rip, you set the tone, man. And, like, your, your story is, your, st- your story is so, so dope because it shows people who haven't g- been given a second chance people who don't believe that there's a second chance that kind of give up it shows people that there's no there's no excuses man your story is the 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 epitome of that absolutely man no, no. definitely no so, no doubt man i appreciate that can can you kind of touch on your story for the listeners who haven't heard your story well yeah um you know i've, I've been i've been out for for nine years right now and um you know i was in i was in a whole another place a darker place in my life and i was living a whole different type of lifestyle you know, on the streets, and you know, I was a product of my environment. But I had this gift, which was always cutting hair. You know what I mean? I always, I always loved to cut hair, and you know, I ended up incarcerated for 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 armed trafficking charge in Miami, and ended up going to prison. And while I was in prison, I had this uh, this cellmate. The cellmate was doing uh, uh, he was already thirty in on a life sentence, and. You know, he started basically. He's a he's a he's a old head, so he started schooling me a little bit. You know, letting me give give me some uh, knowledge and, and and break things down to me. And um, we became good friends. And he passed away uh, a couple years after I got out. But he was he 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 meant a lot to me, man. Jimmy Melvin, man, he was a, a good dude. And basically, he made me promise him that I wouldn't go back. You know what I mean? And um, I promised myself. I promised God, like, look, man, this is it. On you know, I, I didn't I didn't like that environment. It just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? And being, you know, I like my freedom. I enjoy my children, and you know, I didn't want to be locked up with a bunch of dudes all day long. So um, I got out and I set my mind to to focus on what God had blessed me with, which was cutting hair and touching people's lives and. 
helping people out. Yeah. I started giving to my community and uh, started getting involved with with different charities and whatnot. Uh, about two and a half years later, after I, I, I got out, I was, I, you know, I had been working at, at the barbershop where I had worked previous uh, to, to my incarceration for two and a half years. And, and, and then I was ready to make my own move. And I, I stepped to the owner, which was still friends uh, to today. He actually still gets his haircut with me. And I stepped to him and said, look, I'm ready to do my own thing. You know, I had given eight years in total of uh, the years before and the, and the years after my incarceration. And I broke away. I did my own thing. And nine years later, I got two shops. I'm, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm motivating. I'm educating. And, you know, letting letting the youth know and the, the people after me that, you know, you don't got to go down that road. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody's born with a gift. You got to, you know, tap into that gift and see what God has blessed you with and, and utilize that. You know, I didn't want to go back. I didn't want the, you know, uh, the numbers to, to, to have me listed in, in there as well as one of those numbers that, hey, you know, 80 percent, 90 percent of people that are, that are released from prison go back within a year or two. I never went back. I don't, you know, I have no urge to go back. That lifestyle is not for me. And you got dudes that still living that life that know me from back then that, you know, give me the utmost respect. And, and my G-Pass is still active. You can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. That, I mean, that's motivational for people out there, like Bazio said, that think that there's not a second chance out there for them. And now, I mean, you're traveling all over the country. You're doing motivational speaking everywhere. As a matter of fact, I've heard that you, you go back to the jails and prisons and you do motivational speaking to, to help those guys in there as, as well, right? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I I love going back to the correctional facilities, and you know, I'm on the other side of the um, fence now. I'm not I'm not in there, so I'm going in there with regular clothes on, and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not there, you know, marching or, or, or with my blues on or nothing like that. And it feels good to see some of the faces that you know I left behind, and 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 see the smile on their face when they see me, and they come up and they give me love. You know what I mean? I went there with DL and and, and Jesse the the one time, and uh, there was about a thousand inmates we spoke to. Wow. And, wow. you know, they were just, I, I was just in the middle, in the mix of it. There was no security there. There was no nobody. There was, it was two guards to, to about a thousand inmates, and they had a barber program. And that's what and uh, how we ended up going uh, over there. It was a uh, Moorhaven Correctional Facility, which actually I'm going back over there because they're about to do a barber battle on the rec yard. So, uh, wow. Miss Yvonne Turner, she wow. wants to be a part of that. So, that's something dope. I, I haven't even told nobody about but I'm actually going back to that. But yeah, I mean, it it, it, it felt like you know you you on the block with the homies, really, man. I mean, they're so, regular people, just like we are, man. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know what I mean. You show them respect, they show you respect. And that's just what it is, and they they gave us the utmost respect. Nobody was, you know, making no noise. Everybody was was quiet. They gave us the most uh, uh, undivided attention. They were staring right at us, like they they these dudes were, were was proper, man. You know what I mean? A good crowd. And it felt good, man. And I, and I still continue to do that. I talk to the youth. There's, there's, there's uh, schools over here that have trouble. Uh, uh, youth, I don't know if you guys ever had a tempers. They have like ALCs, like alternative learning centers where they send all the, you know, quote unquote bad kids or whatever. But these kids aren't bad. They just product of the environment. They need mentors. A lot of these guys, a lot of these kids, uh, their parents are, are locked up, either the mom mom and the dad and they just need somebody to talk to somebody to guide them in the right direction us as barbers we have that power you know how many kids sit in our chair you don't know what's going on in that kid's life just because he got a brand new pair of jays you don't know that his dad might be doing 15 years you know what i mean just because he's dressed fresh or, or, or not you know you don't know what that kid is going through mm -hmm. I, I, I come from that environment you know what i mean i came from a broken home yeah. you know my mother was a single mother with three kids we, we grew up on welfare 
You know, I remember staying in line and on, and for waiting for food stamps. You don't know what these kids are going through. So it's important that we talk to, to the youth, but not just the youth, the guys that people forgot about that are still incarcerated. Definitely. You know, man. they depend on us. Definitely. That's powerful stuff, man. And here you are speaking in front of a thousand inmates, and I'm nervous to speak in front of 60 students at our barber <laughs> session class, dog. I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I, bet you, I bet you there was a thousand people waiting to enroll into that barber program. Yeah, man. Everybody, yeah, everybody wanted to get in that barber program, being you know, but it's, it's so small, and you know, they only yeah. could do so many at a time. But they, they, they were hungry, man. They, they, they had the guys that never even cut here that say, hey, I want to sign up, I want to be a barber. That's what you know, because they see the, the, you know, the, the, the glamour side of it. You know, barbering doesn't have to be just sitting behind a chair all day. There's more to it. It's just, it's a, it's a doorway for other things. You have to set that, that mm -hmm. path though. Yeah, it's a platform. Exactly. It's a platform. It's just what you do with it. So Chico, bro. Um, why did you pick up a pair of clippers, man, for the first time? Why did you choose barbering? What what was what was the reason you chose it, or did it choose you? Man, listen, man, it was kind of a mixture of the both, man. My mother had a had a had a major role in that. She used to put out hair, and my mother was no barber. She was no cosmetologist. She was just a single mom with three kids, and she didn't have no money to take her to the barber shop. Straight up. So by the time I was eleven years old, you know, you had all the shows like. Like Fresh Prince, Kid and Play. Like I grew up on that era, man. I'm an '80s baby, raised in the '90s. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I seen all the all the dope fly haircuts, and and I'm like, yo, I want, I want haircuts like that. Forget this. I got curly hair. Like if I let my hair grow, you know, I keep my hair real short, but I got curly hair. So my mother used to try to give us a comb over. Imagine having a comb over with curly hair, man. It's just not a good look, man. You know what I mean? So you know, me and my brother, I say, I told my brother one day, uh, my father picked us up. You know, he used to pick us up on the on the on the weekends sometimes. And he picked us up, and he said, hey, each one of y'all can, can buy one thing. And my brother picked up a football. He was real athletic, um, and he still is. My sister picked up a, a, a old cassette. It was like a VHS uh, uh, tape to watch in the VCR. That's how back back in the day was no was no DVDs. And I picked up a, a pair of, uh, of of clippers from Walmart, man. And this was when Walmart wasn't even a super Walmart yet. That's how far back this is. It was just a regular little Walmart. And uh, I went in there, and, and they didn't have a lever or nothing. It was just a regular little, you know, uh, zero gap uh, little clipper. And, and I just went in on my brother. I said, hey, man, let me do this, man. And, and he let me. And to this day, he's like, he's always been my number one supporter, man, my brother and my sister. And I went in on him. I just got tired of my mom really messing us up. And then it's just, I was already an artist. I, I used to draw a lot anyway. So it was kind of like, that was my canvas now, man. And it took off from there. So you were a barber out of self-defense, out of hair defense. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Man. I was just defending myself, man. <laughs> like, started, mom, mom, mom I'm, not, I'm not going to school like that again, mom. I'm sorry. Yeah. It started It started on the on the toilet, man. It started on the toilet seat in a towel. You know, that was my cape, you know, and, and, a, and a little pinche, you know, the little clothes uh, yeah. uh, hooks, you know what I mean? One of those, that was my little clip. And I was, I was full throttle, man. 11 years old, man, I was cutting hair. By the time I was 15, I was charging five bucks a head. You know what I mean? Those famous $5 haircuts, man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That went from the from the bathroom. It went to the, the back patio. And eventually, the back patio became the barbershop. You know, my mother didn't know what was going on. She, uh, uh, we used to, I used to use the, the ironing board. We had an ironing board in the, on the backyard, and that was my station. And my mother, she wore scrubs because she worked at the daycare. And, and one day, she finally found out what was going on because I forgot to clean off the 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 uh, the the plancha uh -huh. you know what i mean i forgot to i forgot to clean it off so she puts her clothes there she lifts it up you know there's white scrubs and there's hair everywhere and oh, she's like man. oh man yeah oh you see a puerto rican mom well you know how she know she flipped <laughs> out man it was, the, it was chancleta and, and frying pans flying everywhere <laughs> 
We all know that, bro. We all know that. So, where do you see this industry in the next five years, Chico? Hey, I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep it real, man. If, if this industry doesn't start changing, man, and 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 I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, I don't know there's a lot of people that 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 you know break themselves off and and form these little groups and this group is cool with this groups and I'm gonna put the people on that I want to put on. If that continues to happen, man, that's a lot of you know this, this industry is gonna turn real commercial. It's not gonna be fun anymore like 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 it was a couple of years ago. I, I see it changing right now. You know what I mean? But it has to, it has to change, man. Um, I see it, it, you know all around just barbers deteriorating their value. Uh, are getting pimped out by companies. You know, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. they're not putting a value or price on them. So they're, they're just letting. They just want to do it for the fame. And everybody's so starstruck right now that they're losing focus of what what it is that why we're really here. You understand? And so if I see, I see a lot of fugaziness straight up. You know, um, this dude is, is on this dude, and there shouldn't be no reason why we praising. Uh, you know, dudes when they walk in the door and, and like like we celebrity, we all human, man. We all human and we all men, you know, for the most part, and women. Um, but you know, these guys that's coming in here, they put themselves on these platforms and they won't even come up to you and shake your hand. Like you know, be a man, man. You know, see somebody. I recognize you from IG. I'm not gonna sit there in front like I don't because I'm trying to play it cool in the corner. You know, what I mean? I'm gonna go up to you. I'm gonna shake your hand. I'm like, what up, man? I'm Chico Boone. What's up? You know, people people have forgotten to do those little simple things you know it's a lot of forgazing there's a lot of copycatting a lot of biting there's no originality you know it's just it makes me sick a little bit it kind of makes me want to just fall back and do my thing and just say forget this industry stuff you know what i mean but it's it's, it's more to what I, I don't feel like everybody's like that i just feel like there's some people like that and if that continues to spread that's a cancer Yeah, absolutely, man. I definitely I see what you what what you're saying, man. A lot of a lot of times too is like, you you are you a barber or are you just you know, are you just a celebrity barber? I mean, are you a barber celebrity? The opposite of it, right? Like you exactly. I mean, Drew. That's 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 the thing. It's like you know, we all barbers. We all got that in common. That's what brought us together in the building to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when, when when you have a conversation with somebody, they try to rush you off or brush you off so they can go have a conversation with the other dude because that dude had 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Instagram's a problem, man. Instagram don't make nobody, man. Some of the, the most uh, wealthiest people in the world don't even have an Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let Instagram be the, the dictator of who's cool and who, who's not yeah. and who's going to chill with this and who I'm going to chill with and, and all this jibber-jabber. It's foolishness. You know what I mean? Like, just let, 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 let's, let's, let's focus on why we're here because you do something that I do. You might do it better, but, hey, I can learn from you. Or maybe I do something better. You can learn from me. Let's steal, sharp, and steal. And we're here to break bread with each other and have a good time, vibe, and, and, and share knowledge, man. You know, but you being stingy with the knowledge, you're not going to be successful in life, man. Yeah, man. I, be, I believe in the growth of this industry, and I, I think it's, it's going to happen when everybody's pockets are getting a little fatter. When everybody's sharing the information and focused on the things that you're doing, for example, you got two barbershops. You're behind mm-hmm. the chair, am I right? Still, yeah, you uh, and, yeah, and, and, and cutting all day, spinning, the, spinning the chair. And th- those are the things that we gotta focus on as barbers, as opposed to fame between bar- fame, you know, fame in the barber's eyes on Instagram, and and that's what we're trying to teach with the barber session, with the classes and stuff. It's not so much about you know be- walking in here and acting like you know you 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 a platform, you on a platform, uh, you know, above everybody else. 
So I, I yeah. definitely see eye to eye with you on that, man. I think it's dope that you, you see it too. Absolutely. I mean, Drew, Drew, was, Drew was touching it with, on it with us a couple weeks ago where, you know, he's like, man, people DM me all the time and I answer. There's a lot of people that, you know, DM these guys or <clears throat> they don't even get responses. <laughs> Bro, I do a video yeah. response. If somebody hits me up on, like, Snapchat or Instagram, I, yeah, vid- I, I do a video response and I talk to them. You know what I mean? As a person, I don't just, you know, send them a, um, a text. But, you know, I think that's the important things. It's the little things that count. Man, that, if anybody if anybody knows me, man, if anybody know Boom for real, they know when Boom come in the building, the first thing I do is I shake everybody's hand in that room. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I, I do that every single time, but it's important because I'm letting you know right there. I'm humbling myself, and I'm letting you know what I mean? I'm giving you that respect first because in order to get respect, you have to give respect. You know what I mean? It's only so far that these people are going to go until they start seeing your true colors. They're going to yeah. follow you for only so long. But I want these people to follow me forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what I got to give them is good stuff. What I got to give them is real. What I got to give them is genuine. You yeah. know what I mean? And what I what I got to give them is, is, is just love, man. You know what I mean? Love and respect to everybody, man. But that's the first thing I do. And these people won't even do that. They come in the room and they act like they ain't, don't stink. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know. I mean, in, in just class that we did, it was shocking to see you th- there. But I think the faces, the faces that people had was it was shocking that you went to every single person. You shook their hands, man, and and I mean, even with me, you acted, you acted like I mean, I don't know. We probably met maybe two or three times, and you acted like you've known me forever, man. I th- That's what it is, man. Once we shake hands, man, we connected, man. We good, man. We family, man. It's all love. It's all respect, man. We there for one thing, man. We there. We not there to be beefing. We're not there to, oh, my cut looks better than his. We're not there for that. You know what I mean? If that's what you're there for, then you're there for the wrong thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Definitely, Chico. So, so Chico, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, bringing on to another topic. Back to the barbering, back to being behind the chair, because we know you're, you're behind the chair still. What is your favorite haircut to do? Man, that's a hard one there, man. I love I love all type of haircuts. I love when, when somebody really it's not even what what's my favorite thing to do, my type of cut, uh, per se. I, I I say I like to do a big transformation. I like when somebody comes in there and it just looks the you know, totally opposite of what I'm gonna do to them and then they just walk out and be like, Wow. You know what I mean? That that expression. That's that's what I get. And that's what one of my favorite things of being a barber is is being a transform people and not just the, the, the people but their their, their confidence their, you know the, the the way they walk the way they smile the way they hold their head up high is different when they leave my chair you know what I mean and that's what I like I like the transforming people giving people makeovers that's real big on me so I like all haircuts man. I mean there's no there's no there's no one particular one I love afros and and you know that was that was always one of my favorite one was sculpting an afro and stuff like that and flat tops and you know mohawks so it's so many haircuts I can't really say that I have a favorite one I just like the whole makeover aspect of it like changing somebody and be like damn I don't even recognize that guy that boy fresh I mean, we see that every day, man. We touch lives, like you said. We touch people's lives. I've had people sit in my chair. Bazio have seen it. Literally, you know, a gentleman that, that w- was sick for a while and couldn't get a haircut and finally was able to get up under his own strength and get a haircut and literally start crying because he saw the transformation wow. he had. Wow. You know, you, you, it's, 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 another, it's a whole other level, man, when you can't even get up to go to the barbershop because you're so sick. And then when you, finally, when you finally sit in that chair and, you know, that transformation, like you said, it's just right. touching lives, man. And, and it makes you feel good, though. Absolutely. Because they get, I've, gotten goose, I've gotten goosebumps off of people. Right? You see, if somebody would have cried like that, man, I would have probably got goosebumps and chills. And I would have to embrace and give them a hug, man. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, even the old seniors that come in my shop, man, 
You know, it's like they, they come in there, we'll, we'll chop it up for a little bit. I don't even charge those guys half a time. I just give them a free cut. 80-year-old, 90-year-old, you know what I mean? He's on his way out, man. But if he could drop me some good jewels, you know what I mean? And he could he could definitely put me on to something. And, hey, man, what about this? What about that? He give me some good advice. Yeah, man, it cuts on me, man. You know what I mean? That guy's 90 years old, man. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to uh, respect the ones before you, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate them. Not only that, but I think a lot of times, you know, when, when cutting people's hair, people... A lot of times barbers are just it's all about the money it's all about the money and like even with tips and i said this in the class you know you can't be focusing on on the tips on the money because like you said people will drop jewels on you you're networking as a barber it's you know there's things of value that customers give you that doesn't necessarily have to you know have be a direct reflection to the money that get that they give you in your pocket you know what i mean so like you like you said with with the older cast they, they're dropping jewels on you you know just the fact that you're helping them and makes you feel better I mean that's 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 a that's value enough. Motivation right. itself. Exactly, man. And and yeah, exactly. And Barbers lose sight of that a lot of times, and all they're worried about is how much they're gonna charge, man. I can't stand that term NFT, bro. It drives me crazy. It drives <laughs> yeah. me crazy when the I hear money, a barber say that. You getting paid for a service, the anyways. Mo- <laughs> yeah, the, the money, the money, the money's gonna come, man. If you if you Absolutely. market yourself right, if you conduct yourself as a businessman at all times, if you have great customer service, if you have good conversation. You don't got to have to be the best barber. That money is going to come. You know, you set a value, you set a price on yourself, and you value yourself, then people are going to value you. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, look, bro, I've seen all type of, I've been in the, in the industry 15 years, cutting hair, and I've, I've seen all type of barbers come and go. I've had all type of barbers coming out, out, out of my shop, you know? And I've seen some good ones. I've seen some bad ones. I've seen some bad ones that took care of those clients, yeah. you know? And, 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 and it was just overall just a great, you know, had great personal uh, relationships with these people, great customer service with these people, and these people were blessing them. And, and they, their haircuts wasn't all that. It was, it was like, you know, I'm talking on a scale of one to ten. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like fours and fives. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the guy that was arrogant that had the ten, the, you know, he had a ten to the one to ten. He had a ten all day, but guess what? He didn't talk. He put headphones on. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He didn't. He didn't really. He didn't really interact yeah. with that client. He didn't look out for that client. He didn't talk. Get to know that client. He wanted to talk about himself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't talk about yourself. You gotta get to know that client. What's that client's name? How old is he? How long has he been married? What is his kid's name? Yeah. Half the barbers don't even know that. They don't even know Jack Diddley Squat of their client. And, All they want to talk about them. And they don't care. And, complain and, to and they don't care to know. Hey, and they don't care. And look, they too wrapped up. Yeah. We, we was having a conversation with Jesse. Um about you know hire we're all shop owners and uh, we were talking about hiring barbers and we asked him you know passion or talent and his answer was real quick is passion right and he says because the, the barbers who are arrogant that think that they're the best they're the most arrogant right but the best barbers in the shop aren't are usually they're never the busiest and and the busiest ones are usually not the best ones they're the ones who, who are humble they're the ones who who are professional? They're the ones who are coachable <laughs> and can hold a conversation and and all that that you was just mentioning. Exactly, now, bro. now you're a shop owner. When you're doing your hiring process, passion or talent? I mean, I agree. I agree with Jesse, man. You know, um, I, I got to go with passion, uh, talent, talent. You know, you could teach somebody. You know, I could teach somebody how to cut. I could, I could, I could mold them on, on the type of person I want. But if he has no passion and he has no ambition, he has no drive, then I'm talking to a dead horse. I don't need nobody. You know, I don't need a a a, a log. 
You understand? I need a worker, man. I need people that, that wants to take care of people. I don't need a total lo- a log around a all log. day, man. I don't need a yeah, that's a log, man. He's just a dead log. I'm gonna start using you know that. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah, right now. a log. No, he's just dead, dead, man. He's just dead weight, just sitting around doing nothing. I don't need that type of negative energy vibes in my shop. My shop, look, man. I've I've, I've gone through a uh, hundred people and a hundred people came and gone and went, and I'm still here. Yeah. Six years later, my shop's still bumping. It's called boom for a reason. We booming every day. You know what I mean? And, and it's because of the people that I choose to have in here. I've had cancerous people in here, and I let them go. Every shop has had that. You know what I mean? It just happens in, in this game. You're going to have good. You're going to have bad. You're going to have those logs. I don't want no log. I want a dude that, that's, that's driven. I want somebody that's passionate, that, that that's humble, that can stand next to me whenever he's not cutting and just watch me. You know, because watching is, is 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 a big process of being becoming a good barber. Learn from the ones before you. I used to go to barber shops and sit there and watch these older guys just cut hair. Just watch. I wouldn't talk to them. I wouldn't do nothing. I just sit there and watch. You know, but that comes with passion, though. If you have that passion, that ambition, that determination. Yeah. If you don't got that, I don't want you because you too stop. You too cocky. You too. You know, uh, uh, you're only gonna get about six months to a year from you before you out there opening your own shop. And guess what? You you're gonna be the only one in your shop, but probably what like one other barber that is just as cocky as you. And that place ain't not gonna last that long, man. There's been a lot of them that that's came and gone and closed and sold, and you know they don't last. They're not there for the long haul, man. Yeah. All right. So so Chico, let me, the last time I think you were here was like two years ago, and I've seen you boom like literally grow over the last two years. You're all over the place. Every time I look at my Instagram feed, every time I. I Anything that has to do with barbering, your name pops up, man. You're, at, you're at, booked at all these shows and stuff. And I know you're a hard worker, but let me ask you a question. What do you attribute in such a short span the success that you've had in this industry so far? Hmm. I mean, look, man, it's just, it, you know, it starts It starts with, with, with me. It starts with my faith in God. You know what I mean? I, I always let God take control of everything. But I like to surround myself with good people. Real recognize real, man. You know what I mean? I know real dudes. And, and coming from the, the type of environment that I came from and applying that into a positive uh, mindset that allowed me to, to grow and, and become the person I am. But it, it starts with, with, with one, you know, inner self. Like, what do you really want? You know, you got to ask yourself that. What, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What are your goals? And you have to set those. But you have to do it, though. You have to accomplish it. You know, I've set goals for myself, and I told myself, I, don't, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I've done it. I've gone out there and, and went and got it. I don't wait around for nobody. Mm-hmm. I talk to God. I talk to myself in the mirror. You know what I mean? And I tell myself what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do next. I pray on it. If it feels right, I go for it. But I put myself in these situations. You know, I don't wait around for nobody. You can't wait around. You can't. Close mouths don't get fed. You understand? You got to put yourself in the door's not being open for you. Kick it down. You know what I mean? That's what I do. And I've just surrounded myself with, 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 with great people that have helped me in the, in this industry. Jesse Lima, uh, uh, Curtis Smith. You know, those are, those are two main guys that opened up to me, like, off the rip. Like, when I, as soon as I met those guys, they just opened up to me. And they just, like I said, real, recognized real. They knew what I was about. I knew what they was about. You know, just by just by talking to and conversating with them. You know, DL Master, Kenny Duncan. Kick the uh, uh, bus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Moore, success at it. You know, these are dudes that just you know, on the, on, I, I conversate, and you know, they 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 told me, but they've been in the industry way before me. I've been in the business, I should say. I've been in the business for 15 years, but they've been in the actual industry. 
you know what I mean, before me. So I just, you know, putting yourself in those situations, picking up the phone and calling people, returning people's phone calls. Yeah. These, you know, the, you know, the, these, these, these little things. People forget about the little things. The little things is what counts, man. Picking up somebody's phone call, could, you know, is a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Having a conversation with somebody, getting to know them. You know, I talk, I've talked, I've had a conversation with Jesse on the phone for for hours. You know, just talking, life. You know, building relationships is important, man. If you don't build relationships with people around you, you're not going to get nowhere. Most definitely, I agree. So I saw a post you put up on Facebook and Instagram, and you were talking earlier about how, you know, customers sometimes, old heads, you know, dropping jewels on you. And you had stopped at this old barbershop that had been there forever. What was that experience like? The the conversation that you had with them and, and stuff like that, what was that like? Oh man, that was a beautiful thing, man. It's downtown Fort Myers. Uh, Fort Myers is is, is 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 real historic, you know, downtown area. You know, Thomas Edison. You know, he he was one of the pioneers of Fort Myers. He he had a winter uh, estate here, and uh, it's an old barbershop. And it's, it's called Blake's Barbershop. It's been in around 1920s or something. I don't know. They've been there for a hot minute, and it's the oldest barbershop in Fort Myers. And I, you know, I'm, I'm advertising this class uh, that I got coming up April 24th is on a uh, Sunday. I'm bringing Danny um, down, and we're doing a class. And, so I go around town and I just talk to uh, all the barbershops and all the barbershop owners. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, man, as a true businessman, you can't have enemies, man. You know what I mean? If you don't have enemies as a, as a, as a businessman, as an uh, entrepreneur, then, you know, uh, sky's the limit and beyond. You know what I mean? Like, you, you'll grow a lot further. So I just went in just talking to different business owners, promoting the class. Hey, my name is this, da, 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 da. And um, I went in there, and I was always fascinated with the place. I've stopped in there before and just took a picture or whatever. But actually, I actually sat down and, and, and talked to uh, Miss Yvette and Mr. Jim, man. And these people have been doing it way longer than, than any of us have been alive, especially uh, Mr. Mr. Jim, man. He's, you know, 83 years old. He's still cutting. Wow. And he was so smooth with it, too, man. The way he was moving was so swift. <laughs> like, this, this old man's fast, man. Like, he, he looked like he had a one-two combo, man, up his sleeve, man. You know what I mean? Like, he still had it in him. But um, we talked, we chopped it up, and it was amazing, man. It was a, such a good feeling, man. And and they felt good too, being that somebody, you know, that was younger than them was having an co- actual conversation. Cause we forget about the, the 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 old folks, man. Let's just be honest, man. You know, uh, we forget about you know that what they've done for us, and we forget about even showing respect to talking to these people. So the fact that I was even talking to them, they enjoyed it. So I was showing them Instagram, and they didn't know what Instagram was, and uh you know they were trying to zoom in on the pictures on instagram and stuff they did you know what I mean? so it, it was real cool then he pulled out he pulled out the old polaroids and we going through the pictures so it, it was a great experience man the barbershop has a, has a the picture does no justice they all have these old antique chairs and they all have these these porcelain sinks in between each station so it looks like you're walking into a whole nother era a whole nother time zone you know what i mean a whole nother uh time in life you know where where people operated different and you know the, the the brick uh road that that, that downtown it looks real nice man and it, it was amazing man so it was, it was, I, I can't, man so it's a pretty cool experience that's what's up so uh, yeah I, mean, man. I don't I don't know about you Bazio and I don't I don't know you about well, you Chico you touched on that but is it me or, or do those old school barbers man barbers nowadays they just don't they, those old school guys they like cut like with style man they like have like a style to when they cut you know what I mean got style and finesse man got style and finesse because they cut they cut up under somebody you know that nowadays they just giving barber license to anybody nowadays you know what I mean you can go into school you don't know uh, nothing about nothing and you go in there you, you as long as you do the curriculum and answer all the questions and fill it and fill it in all the bubbles right you know they give you a license man That's, and it's not about that they don't they don't teach you about the business they don't teach you about uh 
how to operate after the school, you know, how to how to go, you know, market yourself, brand yourself. They don't teach you none of that. All they teach you is, hey, you got to do this many perms, you got to do this many cuts, you got to do this many styles, you got to answer all these questions. Once you got that, you got your license. What happened to apprenticeships? You know, working up under somebody and from a real master barber. You know, these guys that are calling themselves master barber and they only been in the industry and in the business for one or two years. You're not a master barber because you got your license. You're not. Just because you know how to do a, a nice fade, you 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 don't. You're not a master barber. You're not. You know what I mean. So I, I was actually talking to Curtis the other day, and um, we were talking about uh, you know, texturizing the hair and, and and putting the chemicals in. He's like, some of these barbers don't even know how to do that, and I could do that all day. You know what I mean. So it's like, you know, somebody it's true. Some of these barbers don't even all they know how to do is a fade. Do you, what? How, how's your shear work though? Yeah. Can you cut women's hair? You know what I mean? It's like you're a barber. You got to be a barber all around. You call yourself a master barber. You have to be a master of that craft. And that's why these older guys cut the way they do. Why? That's why they got that style, that finesse, because these are real masters of their craft. They've been doing it 20, 30, 40 years. You know, they can truly call themselves masters. But you're not a master at 20 years old. You're not a master barber. You can't be a master barber at 20 years old, at 22 years old, at 23 years old, because you don't have enough experience. You you still got you milk around your mouth, man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's dope what DL says. Um, you know, even outside of, of cutting hair, like do you have do you have benefits? Do you have a four hundred one k? Are you setting? Are you mm-hmm. making this a career, or are you just cutting hair? And uh, I know you got to wrap it up because you got a a meeting that that you got to go to, but that's something that you you definitely uh, believe in as well. Am I correct, Chico? Yeah, I definitely believe it in, in it. Um, I called the meeting tonight. My shop is open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week and 93 on Sundays. Today I closed at 8 o'clock. I had the guys clean up the shop. I said, 8.30, we're going to have a meeting. We're going to talk a little bit. There's going to be some things that they don't, they're not going to want to hear from out of my mouth. You know what I mean? But, I, you know, there's certain things that need to be corrected in every shop. And you ha- it's very important that you have meetings. But guess what? After I'm done talking to them, I got a group of people, a finance company is going to sit there and talk to them about how, what to do with their money, how to invest their money, setting up 401ks, life insurance policies, health insurance, all that good stuff that's going to get them on the right track. Because I got a couple new guys, man. I got like 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 two new guys that, you know, are new in the game and they haven't heard this. My old my, 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 my old heads have, you know what I mean? I've had guys in here five, six years with me that's, that's been riding out. You know, they've heard it, but it's good for them to, to hear it again if they're not doing it. Of course. But, you know, it, it's very important as a, as a business owner, and this goes out to all my business fellow business owners out there. If you own a barbershop or, or, or whatever, a tattoo shop, it don't matter what. Hold meetings at least once a month with your crew. You know, that brings the, the family closer, man. They say a family that prays together stays together. My mother used to have little family meetings where she used to call us in all together. With, you know what I mean? Hey, I need you to tighten up with this. I need you to help out more around the house with this. I need you to do this. You know, and that brings everybody together as a team. Yeah. But if you have no communication, if you don't bring that bond together with those meetings, your your your, your house is going gonna, is gonna to flop, man. Yeah. You know, a house divided within itself has no what? You know, you got to think about these type of things, man. Yeah. So I know you got to go to that meeting, but I just want to ask you one more question, and then I want you to give the people, you know, where they could reach you at, your Instagram and all that stuff. But the final question, so you can get to this important meeting, is what makes a real barber to you? Oh, man, a real barber is is, is somebody that puts everybody else first, man. Um, as for, you know, caring for people, taking care of people, good customer service, uh, talking to people. Basically, everything that we mentioned before, man, um, just, just, just great customer service, man. 
letting that client know it's all about them. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, it's not all about them after 9 o'clock at night. It's about me and my family. But from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., guess what? It's about them, you know, servicing that client, taking care of that client, making sure that that business uh, uh, stays busy, that those doors keep revolving. You know, there's, a barber has to have that character, man. They have to have that, that finesse. They have to greet people when they walk in the door. If you're not even, you don't even greet somebody when they walk in that door, what type of person are you? You're just taking people's money. You're a thief. You're not a barber. You know what I mean? All you're doing is stealing. I mean, give people what they're paying for. Just great customer service, great customer skills, conversations, you know, humility. You know, those things are very important, man. Cleansiness. That makes a barber. You have to know the industry inside and out, the business. You know what I mean? You got, you got to be able to sharpen your own tools, fix your own clippers. You know, you got to know all this. If you don't know what clippers is out there, what tools is out there, don't call yourself a real barber, man. Keep yourself, educate yourself. Keep re-educating yourself, up to date. You know, read books, read magazines. Look look at the, 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 the trends out there. Look at Instagram, it's free. You know what I mean? That, that makes a good barber. Just an all-around person that takes care of the people around them that's been taking care of them because these are the people paying our bills that's what's up man definitely and chico you have an ev- real quick you have an event coming up um here in april i'll definitely be there showcasing you know just just so you know yeah. jesse reached out to me and uh definitely want to be there and support but uh uh can you like give out the information and if anybody wants to get tickets you know where, where to get them from and all that good stuff yeah, April 24th, uh, we're going to have a, a barber educational seminar and private dinner. So dinner is included. It's $75 for three hours. We're going to have some motivational speaking. We're going to be going over marketing, over branding. We're going to have some cut techniques. Um, uh, Daniel Moore, success addict, he's going to be in the building. So it's, it's, it's mine and his class is going to be real dope. That $75 includes the dinner and includes entry to the cut party that we're having afterwards. Jesse Lima is going to be in the building. Uh, Curtis Smith is going to be in the building. Myself, Danny, uh, Team Exotics will be in there uh, hosting. It's going to be a lot of showcasing, a lot of barbers uh, and stylists from all over. If you need tickets, the tickets for the cup party are only $20. If you want to just come to the cup party, there's a link in my bio. Go to Booms World, and you can click on that link. You can order online. If you're in the area, you can get them from me directly. Jesse has tickets. Uh, you can hit up that number that's on the on the, on the the flyer that's on my Instagram. You can hit that up, 239 uh, 529-8755 you can hit me up directly and um, I can get you tickets, flyers I got posters, whatever you need man if you want to invite people invite people. this is going to be a, a dope party because not only is it going to be barbers and stylists in the building, there's going to be regular people you know, that's going to be just there supporting their barbers and stuff so it's going to be a great, it's going to be great we're going to have vendors there, if you want a vendor booth we're going to have vendors there uh, uh, food, drinks, is going to be a really really nice thing that's dope, man. I can't wait to be there. And if you listening, you're a barber and you haven't been to an event, you're really selling yourself short. Surround, Like Chico said earlier, man, your network is important, man. Surround yourself with positive people, man. So look forward to seeing everybody out there. Chico, thank you so much for your time and, and, and spending some time with us on the on the Barber Session podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on for real, man. You've been here to my shop before and you've done some motivational speaking. And just like that night you came to the shop, on the show you have not disappointed bro you spit bars bro so i appreciate you coming on no nah, i appreciate you chris and chris i love y'all boys man support love love you already know man anything y'all need y'all y'all already know you can reach out to me you got some family out here in fort myers man everybody listening out there i appreciate y'all taking the time out to listen love every single one of y'all man and y'all stay blessed man and keep pushing forward all right but likewise man 
Yes, sir. All right, brother. That was probably one of the coolest interviews we've done on here, huh, Chris? Yeah, that interview was dope, man. That he's he's always he's always good, positive people to talk to, man. And knowing his story and where where he is today is is dope, man. It's just it's motivating. It's motivating just to know him. Definitely, bro. I mean, you can't not be around him, bro. His attitude is infectious, bro. Just makes you want to go harder. Of course. Yeah, so um we're gonna we're gonna go out to the, to Fort Myers definitely. We're gonna be out there We're gonna Jacksonville this weekend, right? We're going to Jacksonville this weekend, yeah. Um but one thing that stands out about Chico Boom is that he's always talking about helping other people. And I think that's I think that's one of the reasons, one of the big reasons why he's grown so quickly. Why would you not want somebody like that on your team? Definitely. Absolutely. So, Bazio. Yep. What did you think of the barber session last week? The barber session was dope, man. I, I mean, a lot of people showed up. The house was packed. You know, um, it was just dope seeing every, seeing all these people and networking with all these people and and uh, even even afterwards, you know, conversating with everyone and answering questions, it was dope, man. It was the first one. And first of many. Yeah, it was the first. It was the first one, but not too savvy. Not at all, man. I was really impressed, bro. There was, I don't think there was one person that came to the class that was from Tampa. Nah, there that's were, crazy. There were there were a few, but probably like ninety percent of them were from out of town, out of state. Crazy. That's somebody from Georgia in the house. Yeah. All the way from Georgia, man. That's crazy. Yeah. It was uh, it was a humbling experience for me, man. As you know, I, I'm mostly behind the scenes on stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I do the dirty work, like you like to say. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a humbling, different experience for me, getting up and and showcasing and and doing a, a haircut tutorial and and speaking in front of the speaking in front of the class. It was it was really cool. I look forward to doing more of them. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll be doing more, man. Definitely. Um, so, yo, is Golden State going to do it? They're going to beat that record. A record I thought would never be touched. I thought I didn't think I'd have this conversation in my lifetime. Like, the way you said that is like, they're going to do it easy. You didn't, Like, easy? It won't come close? Bro, they're going to do it. Yo, as much as I hate to say it, man, and I know, I know they're going to get past them, but... The Spurs haven't lost a game in like a year and a half, bro. At home. That's sick. <laughs> if it wasn't for how good Golden State is, the Spurs would be having a ridiculous season. They've only lost, what, nine games? Yeah. And they're nine. undefeated at home in like almost two years. It's ridiculous, bro. Insane. Bunch of old guys, bro. I don't get it. Getting paid Social Security. It's that New England Patriots uh, system. <laughs> the system. coach. You saw what they did. They got New England got rid of Chandler Jones, man. Their best pass rusher this week. They got rid of him for a second round pick. The Patriots are just a system, bro. If they want you, they'll sign you the year before your contract's up. If they don't want you, they just trade you and get a, and get a pick for it. They don't. They don't. They don't the care, only bro. person they need to pay is Tom Brady. That's it. They don't even pay him. Well, you know how much you he gets paid? <laughs> you know how much he gets paid? Huh. Like fourteen million a year. Brock Eiswaller is making like eighteen million dollars a year. He takes pay cuts so they can bring <laughs> people in. I don't get it. But they don't bring nobody in, ever. <laughs> I don't understand. Like he's getting fleeced by his own team. He's taking a pay cut so they can improve the team, and then they don't improve the team. <laughs> well, they still win. As they say, it's the Patriot way. I, I don't <laughs> get it, man. I wish there was a Buccaneer way, but that ain't. That's damn, damn for sure. Not there's no such thing. The Buccaneer way is firing coaches every year. Yeah, so John Bones Jones is fighting. 
Yo, he is. He's fighting your boy again. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Fat boy. Who do you Who do you have in that one? Bones Jones, man. Come on. Cormier. He's fighting Cormier. He Cormier. told He told him at at the at the pre fight. He told him that you better thank God you got that cushy commentating job because I'm gonna send you right back to that after the fight's over. I mean, you care to wager, or you going? You got you, you going on Bo- Bones Jones? I got Bones Jones. What do you okay. mean? You go, hey, I was about to say. On this show, you gonna try to play me like that? Hey, you never know, man. You come out with some ridiculous stuff, like LeBron James is the best player in, in the NBA ever. Never said that. He has said that. I have documented proof I never from said Louis that. the Barber. I say yeah, potential. Ferdy, Ferdy, if you're listening, reach out. Ferdy's heard you. That was like three years ago when he had potential to be the best ever. He did. Never said potential. JP, clear this up, bro. Come on. Yeah. So that was an- another episode. Episode five, right? Episode five. Chico Boom. And we got some surprises, some special guesses uh, coming up. Some big guests coming up. Big names, people. Big names. So, the Barber Session Podcast. Signing out from Headline Studios. The Barber Session.